Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 41, Paying Off Your Mortgage. Should You Do It? And How to Get It Done with Andy Hill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Hello, Frugal Friends. My name is Jen. I'm Jill. We have another exciting episode of the Frugal Friends Podcast for you today. How are you, Jill? Are you staying warm up in the north? I'm doing I'm doing well. <laughs> I am staying warm. I'm bundled up. It snowed here a little bit through the night. So Ooh. not you know, not enough to do any real damage. But although I will say if it's gonna be cold, it might as well snow. I feel that. I'm pleased with with the white on the ground, but I am looking forward to the sun. <laughs> That'll be a good day. Oh. I am. I'm looking forward to that for you. I thought I was being cute. And so when we got on this call with Andy Hill, I was like, Andy, are you cold? Because he's in Detroit. And he's like, yes. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. I'll just be here in Florida being, yeah. being a horrible person. Rubbing it in I thought face. that it was just going to be funny, but I realized that was really hurtful. Yeah. So, yep. So I did that, but he was still a champ and a friend and he stuck around and did the interview, and we talked about uh, him paying off his mortgage, and it was so good. We got Andy Hill. He yeah. hosts the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, and he has the blog marriagekidsandmoney.com. He's just a, he's a great guy. He has really great info to offer anybody who's married, has kids, wants kids. I mean, even if you don't fall into any of those categories, he has stuff to offer. So we were super stoked to yeah. have him on the podcast because when do we get to talk to people who paid off all their debt and then went on and paid off their mortgage too? Yeah, truly debt-free. It's fantastic. So yeah. But before that, let's get into some sponsors. We've got modernfrugality.com. So it's a shop online. We all love that, right? We love Amazon for that reason because you can buy things online and not leave your home, especially when you live in the north and it's cold and it's snowing. Right. So the shop at Modern Frugality has free 
listen to that word, free and low cost, what could be better, printables, resources, ebooks, all to help you reduce your spending, minimize your stuff, organize your life, meal plan efficiently. So whatever you're looking for on your path to financial security, whatever goals you've got, Modern Frugality has some of it. Doesn't have all of it. Like it's scratching the surface, but some of it. So check it out. And you'll have to visit to find out what you want. Again, there's free stuff there, so mm-hmm. check it out. And Frugal Friends listeners, you get 50% off your purchase. Use the code FRUGALFRIENDS19. That's FRUGALFRIENDS19. And even on the low-cost things, you'll get 50% off. So definitely check it out. Yes, awesome. And this episode also brought to you by the 2005 Toyota Camry. It's 2019, and if you've been near a radio lately, it's clearly the best time to buy a brand new car. But the 2005 Toyota Camry wants to remind you that it's still running. It also wants to remind (laughs) you that its sisters from the 90s are still running, so you should count your blessings that you have automatic windows. If you're looking to save on auto insurance, gas, maintenance, and get a free TV, look no further than the brand spanking new used 2005 Toyota Camry that you already own (laughs) and then take the savings you get from not buying a new car and get a TV. Uh, I really am passionate about that I wonder how many of our listeners are driving a 2005 Toyota Camry. I would be willing to bet like a good percentage. A lot of them. Yeah. If you are driving one of those um, the 2005 specifically not Toyota's the corporation. No they're not they're not with us. Um, but just your used 2005 Toyota Camry <laughs> wants to know and wants to you to show your respect by posting about it in our Frugal Friends community on Facebook. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Let's get into it. We've got a really, really great episode um, with Andy Hill from Marriage, Kids, and Money. And so not only do we go into talking about paying off debt and your mortgage, but there's also some time management stuff sprinkled in at the end because Mm -hmm, obviously mm -hmm. to do this stuff, you might need to raise your income a little bit um, and you'll need to know how to do that, uh, you know, fit that in with your already busy schedule. So I'm excited. And without further ado, Andy Hill is here. All right, Andy, it's so exciting to have you on this podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. This is great. Yeah. So we've listened to your your podcast, which is also awesome. And we will direct anybody to go check out Marriage, Kids, and Money. Yep. Yeah. I love it's all really great. All three of those things. Collect them all. Yes. <laughs> you like them all. You have them all. You've got a marriage. You've got kids. You've got money. What else could you ask for? I'm working on right. all those. That's right. I'm almost there. Yeah. Keep, keep yeah. brewing it. You're doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got some excellent tips over there. I recently listened to your uh, episode about 10 Steps to Young Family Wealth episode and really good nuggets. I particularly enjoyed your tip about celebrating and memorializing big accomplishments or events or, you know, when you get at those goals and doing that with your spouse and kids, which is, I, I don't know, it just really struck me as just excellent training for children that can cultivate this excitement in them to handle money rightly. Just little tips like that. I've just, yeah, I really enjoyed that. So thanks for sharing. Absolutely. Um, Thanks for listening to it. 
Yeah, we love having friends, right? It's the community that helps us (laughs) to like get at these things that we may not have come up with on our own. And you talk about that too in your podcast. I think we're all on a mission here, Jill. I think we're all here to work together to help people to win. And that's that's the thing that drives me. That's the thing that makes me want to do this podcast every week and join you guys because I, I know that there are a lot of people listening that could not only just use the support and the advice, but also just like a a frugal friend to yeah. uh, to go along this uh, journey on. So uh-huh. yeah. nice. Well, we're excited That's to awesome. talk to you today about mortgages, Ooh, which yes. most people probably are like, yeah, I hate my mortgage. I hate yeah. that I have that. Me too. Um, yeah. And how you paid that off. So I think most people would consider themselves debt free, even if they still have a mortgage. So you guys are like real legit doing it. You're legitimately debt free. You don't have a mortgage payment. It is gone. It's gone. That's Exploded. fantastic. Burned. So I'm curious about, we talk about sometimes this aha moment, not just in finance, but in, in other realms of life. I don't know. Did Oprah come up with that term? I'm not sure. But this One aha of moment of. <laughs> yeah. One of those billionaire gurus. <laughs> when it just like hit you, this simple concept hit you. When was that for you of paying down debt? What was your aha moment of, oh, I can get this gone. And, and what was your realization around that? I was in a similar position that Jen is in right now, actually. Uh, she mm-hmm. is uh, waiting her first child. I don't know. Have you given out yeah. that? Did I just announce that to your audience? I did. No, no, no. Oh, I my mean, God. We, they know. Okay, they Everybody know. Okay, knows. good. They know. Um, yeah. But for me, back in uh, <laughs> 2011, um, we found out that we were having our first baby girl, and we were mm-hmm. super excited about it. And something clicked in my brain where it was like, all right, you're not – living for yourself anymore. You're not just living for today. You are literally bringing a human into this world and it is your responsibility to make sure that that little human has an incredible life. And Mm. one thing that Nicole and I were talking about as we got together for our marriage was, hey, we got some debt. Um, I had about, let's see, $30,000 in student loans and she had a car loan of about $20,000. And we thought, hey, you know what? If we're going to try to give our kids the best life possible, let's try to get rid of this debt so it's not something that's even a part of our lives um, mm-hmm. when they when they come into the world and we can maybe limit the amount of fights that we have or that they would see and also just be really, you know, responsible and, and, and then ha- have them see that action and get inspired by it. So we said, all right. Let's do it. Let's buckle down and pay off this $50,000. And since both of us were making some good money at the time, some dinks, you know, double income, no kids. <laughs> yeah. We're make, mm-hmm. making a little, uh, just a bit over six figures. We said, okay, you know, we got $50,000 to pay off and we're making a little over six figures. Let's live on half and pay this thing off in a year. And we did that. Wow. We, uh, we, met, on, uh, we met every month for what we dubbed the budget party, uh, where we'd get together and <laughs> Talk about, our, <laughs> talk about our talk about our our expenses and and our plans and how we're moving along on that debt and uh, we got together every month and um, we were able to pay it off in about twelve months and wow before our before our daughter came into the world so it's great wow That's so awesome. this happened while you were thinking about having kids or was she pregnant when you guys were going for it, it was right around this. that time so we okay. we started talking about it and then we got kind of super serious about mm-hmm. it when we mm-hmm. when we found out that we were 
expecting. So yeah, right. and, we, and we found out early. We found out what the gender was, and we we named her super early, like kind of you know way too early. Like the people were people were calling <laughs> Nicole's stomach at like whatever twelve weeks, Zoe. You know, like, oh, <laughs> oh hi, my Zoe. Gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> that so, helps yeah. to bond, I think. Oh, absolutely. I don't, yeah. I don't regret it at all. <laughs> so yeah, the takeaway so is if you want to get on the same board and pay down debt, just get pregnant. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> well, yeah. And then that'll put in a fire under your butt. <laughs> in actuality, I mean, that's usually when people do do kind of crazy, amazing things, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, when, when you're up against the wall or you have a, an epiphany in your life, like, Hey, I want to make I want to make a change, or hey, I want to head in this type of direction that inspires me because I want to be inspiring for my kids, or you know, so it makes sense. Or there's someone else to consider. This is going to impact somebody else. We may not not have the money to provide for our Mm -hmm. child if we keep up our this lifestyle. Absolutely, I I, I loved I loved borrowing from my student loans to go to the bar, uh, borrowing from my student loans to go on trips, uh, borrowing from my home equity line of credit to go on trips. It just was like, hey, it's there, it's available, and Mm -hmm. maybe I'll make some more money eventually. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it all sort of changed when Zoe came into the picture. That eventually, you know, someday I'll be oh, rich. Yeah. It's not right. just going to happen. It's not just going to fall in your lab. Like right. you would, yeah. you're going to have to save money if you want money. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, Andy, yeah, a lot of people say that once you've paid off your debt, you're like good to go. Your consumer debt, and that's kind of like where I'm at right now. Like we have, we're debt free. And we did it because we wanted to like <laughs> give me the option to stay home, you know, when this like baby thing did happen, yeah. like it has. But now I struggle with like, how, should I prioritize the mortgage? Like I go back and forth and like, so how did you guys decide to like hit that after? For me, uh, it was a conversation that my wife and I had together where she was interested in getting a larger house than my tiny bungalow that I bought when I was out of college. So mm-hmm. she said, all right, we're, we've had this one child and we've got another one on the way. I would like to move out of your bachelor pad bungalow and find something that's like a what? little bit more of the adult <laughs> house, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, okay, I guess. So I'm fine with this bachelor pad bungalow. I like it. I mean, it's just another little tiny human. They don't take up that much space, but mm-hmm. you know, their stuff re- does. Holy smokes. I hear that. Absolutely. Yeah, all that <laughs> stuff. But she um, she started researching some houses and, you know, I begrudgingly looked at them. And then I went to go see the one that she really liked. And I said, all right, this actually is a really great house. Mm. Great schools. Uh, really close to the highway for my new job would be like a five, 10 minute commute. So super short. And, um, and it was great. The neighbors were awesome. Just beautiful. And I said, all right. Let's do it, but let's pay this mortgage off in five years because Mm. I don't want to live with a very, very big mortgage on my shoulders because I carry that stress. For me, debt equals some stress, and that's maybe just me, Um, but I thought if I have a $2,000 a month mortgage that I'm going to have to pay for a long time, that's going to not make me feel all that great. So mm-hmm. let's make a plan to get rid of that in five years so that I'll feel less stressed. Um, if I get let go from my yeah. job, um, if I'm not the flavor of the week anymore because I'm making good sales, then I'll <laughs> still feel good. Um, mm-hmm. So she agreed. So we we kept on that same path of living on 50%. 
Uh, she was working for a period of that time. And then when Calvin came into the world, our second boy, our second mm-hmm. child, uh, she went down to the the full-time stay-at-home mom deal. And um, mm-hmm. And for all you gentlemen out there, if you want some perspective on how hard it is to be a stay-at-home mom, just <laughs> leave your job for one week, take a week off, let your wife go on a nice vacation, because then you will realize how difficult that job really is. It doesn't, it doesn't take long to yeah. realize how difficult it is. Not even is. a week. How about two days? Yeah. 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 So I mean, normally dads sure get it on the job. weekend, right? But it's it's yes. weekend kids. It's you're sleeping in and you're making pancakes and you're watching cartoons and you're like, this isn't and I that them bad. For a half hour before before bed and then yeah yeah, yeah it's weekend dad my like my wife likes to joke about that yeah it's completely different monday morning right. when dad's not home yeah. so she decided to so we decided to do that uh situation where she'd stay at home um that that knocked down our income quite a bit but we kept up that same pace of living on 50% and we were able to pay the house off in just under 4 years actually so we kept at it oh, we nice. worked hard and now we are mortgage free so to your question to your point to where you're hinting at it's all personal, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a mathematic equation that said what we did was smart uh, or, <laughs> you know, uh, and that, that 2013 to 2017 timeframe when we paid that, that mortgage off, our mortgage was 3%. And what did the stock market do from 2013 to 2017? Mm-hmm. Bonkers, quite, right? Quite a bit more if you don't know. Ex- yes. If you're listening. If you're listening, it yeah. went high. Uh, much higher yeah. than the 3% that we paid off. Uh, would I do things differently? No, I don't have a mortgage now. And I feel so less stressed. And what I would have done with all that skyrocketing money in the market, the first thing I would have done with all that money is pay off my mortgage. So Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's what we did. That's awesome. And that's what we talk about here is what works for you. Yes. Right? Like you, mm-hmm. it, it needs to work for you. Just like exercise. You're not going to get anywhere if you hate running, but that's all that you do. Don't run. Find some other way to exercise. Just like financial yep. planning. Find what works for you. For you, it was eliminating the stress of that mortgage. Yeah. But I'm wondering if you can share a bit more about your plan of attack while paying down this mortgage. Like, did you put other things on hold? Were you in investing still? You know, if you don't mind sharing, what, what was your income? How were you able to do that in five years? Did it go according yeah. to plan? Yeah. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So um, we were probably in between the, I'm not going to share the exact number because I'm still sure. working right now, but between like 100 and 200 the whole time. So between mm-hmm. our household income. Yeah. So essentially the mortgage was $195,000 when we got it in 2013. We put 45% down on the house. It was a $150,000 down payment, which is a lot. But we had saved up a ton mm-hmm. because we were living on half after we had paid off our um, after we had paid off our consumer debt. So we developed a very large down payment in order to pay that down. So we had a two hundred thousand, essentially two hundred thousand dollar mortgage. And uh, during that time frame, we lived on half of our income again, threw money mm-hmm. at it each month. And in the beginning, it doesn't chip off that much of the principal. Mm-hmm. But as you continue to go down, it goes down and goes down and goes down. Um, the the difficult part was when we got to that point in 2014, uh, our second year of living in the home, wh- when Nicole stopped working. She was she was working part time at that point, but then she went to yeah. you know uh, no time, and that was a cut mm-hmm. in our in our income. So we had to get a little bit crafty. So yeah. we did some things. Uh, we said no <laughs> a little bit more to <laughs> okay. 
going out yeah. because you know when you got two little kids you can't really go out to dinners and drinks as much anyway so we said no a little bit yeah. more we went on less vacations um so those are some of the unpleasant things but some of the easier things that we did uh we re-examined how we did our grocery shopping we used to go to mm. kroger i don't know if you guys have that where you are but uh, it's essentially you know a large grocery store right. chain mm -hmm. and we decided to go to aldi and make a change there. Aldi. Yes. By going to Aldi, between making a list, um, going there weekly and going to Aldi, we went from $900 in our grocery shopping per month to $600. So that's nice. $3,600 per year in savings just from groceries. Mm -hmm. We yeah. looked at some high deductible plans for our insurance instead of the plans that we were on because we had built up a big emergency fund. Just by doing some of those things, we did a high mm -hmm. deductible insurance plan at my office for our health care. Um, that saved us a boatload. That saved us probably $2,500 a month, a, a year. Yeah. And then um, some of our home insurance, it's essentially just looking at your insurance and saying, hey, mm -hmm. the more risk that you're going to take because you have an, a, your own emergency fund, you pay the insurance companies a little bit less. So we look, yeah. looked at little things like that and chipped yeah. away at it. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, we weren't living lavishly. Mm -hmm. uh, we were definitely tight, but hey, mm -hmm. we had two little kids and we didn't mind doing Friday night movie night at the house with the little kids yeah. where we go to the library and get a free movie, hang out, eat popcorn on the couch instead of, you know, going out every weekend and things like that. It, these these yeah. little things are changes. It's all about priorities, right? If you make your budget yeah. and you look about mm -hmm. what you what you think is most important in your life. And for us, it was family. We put that first and mm -hmm. then our our financial goals, crushing this yeah. mortgage. so so that we could have the house of our dreams and Andy could be a little less stressed, you know, working, working in a job. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Keeping that why in sight helps. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And our why, our why was to be able to have this great house and also to allow our family to, mm -hmm. uh, for our two kids to have a mother that's at home with them and, and raising, raising them. And, and there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, ladies who, who want to work while they have kids. Mm -hmm. It's just, again, it's all personal. Uh, this is something that Nicole yep. and I were very passionate about, and it's a priority that we put forth for us. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. 
OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Yeah. So how long between paying off your um, consumer debt and student loans and um, getting your house was that? like So like, how long did it take to amass that large down payment? So we paid off the student loans and the consumer uh, and the um, car loan in the fall of 11. And then we bought this home in the fall of 13. So in two years, we developed okay. that amount of money. Mm. So yeah, so you did, you took your foot off the gas a little bit, but you were still like on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, encouraging because that's what we, we definitely took our foot off the gas when we, after we paid off our student loans because we needed a break, but we still had yeah. built up those habits that mm-hmm. like allowed us to stay, save. Um, so yeah, but you don't have to have your foot on the gas, like full throttle to save that big of a down payment. That's mm-hmm. so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know, I, there's some rule bending, you know, I was really into Dave Ramsey in the beginning and I really loved a lot of his advice, but there's some rule bending that kind of helped us to still have a little bit of fun yeah, and um, mm-hmm. save some money. So we do a little bit of credit card rewards. Yeah. Who that doesn't bend the rules? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we, we, love went, that. we went to, um, we went to Cabo San Lucas last year is a $6,300 trip and we got it for 300 bucks because of oh, travel rewards. Amazing. So I love, I love me some travel rewards. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of work. You got to be careful with yeah. it for anybody who carries a balance on their credit card. No, no zone. This is sort of advanced stuff, but, um, Oh, I love it. It's very yeah. addicting. We always say get out of your consumer debt and then, Yes. You can, Mm -hmm. credit cards are a great asset, but you have to have those habits, those good habits built up. You can't do it until you do. Dave Ramsey is great for beginners. And then once you get your feet wet and you get in a rhythm and you know what works for you, yeah, bend those rules. Take hold of that freedom. Because like not one person is in charge of the rules. There's a bunch of people making rules. <laughs> and I didn't realize that. I read his book in uh, 2010 and I'm like, well, these, these are the rules. So I'm going to follow all of these rules. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Nicole, you got to you gotta cut up your credit card. And she's like, what? What, what are we talking about? No, I don't like my credit card. The like, scissors are out, the book, sweetheart. The book says so. We can't think about this. The book says it. So we have to do it. Turn your brain we off. think about it. And, and I yeah. joke around. I'm a financial peace uh, university coordinator at my church. I love the program. Yeah. It mm-hmm. helps millions of people yes, make a big difference in their life. But I think uh, you you said it right that uh, once you get to a point of okay, I got this. Yeah, you can um, you can kind of make your own rules. Yes, we we led the course as well yeah. once. So yeah, mm-hmm. we love it. It's really great when you don't have the capacity to think too much about personal finance, but when you do, you can. Start thinking for yourself. It's when you're a allowed. nerd enough to start your own podcast, I think that you <laughs> yeah. can uh, jump ahead. When you've yeah, reached but this you have to level. start a podcast first. <laughs> That's right. That's it. Advanced level. <laughs> yes. All right. So, Andy, what do you recommend for people who want to pay off their mortgage quickly? Give us your best tips. Ooh. Quickly. Um, I would say... Yeah, one of the one of the top things I, I'd be uh, ignoring it if it wasn't true is you got to grow your income. 
Um, you know, if, if it's something that you want to do, cause it's a mass amount, you know, some people are paying that amount in student loans right now. Yeah. So yeah. in order to clobber those student loans, you know, hopefully for the $200,000 they might have in student loans, they've got a, a doctor job or a <laughs> veterinarian job better, or something man. associated with it. So yeah. I hope it's not like liberal a, arts, 200,000. Oh, not. Oh. Um, but it happens. So, yeah. uh, grow your income, uh, figure out a way to grow your income. So, um, First things first, if you have been working at your job for a while and you are exceeding expectations and you're, you're killing it and you haven't gotten an, a raise in a while, take, go on Glassdoor and find out what you should be making and talk to your supervisor about you want to raise. This is this is the time. Mm-hmm. Let, you know, have some conversations. They, they, they are ready for this. Their HR department is ready for this. Mm-hmm. They are ready for this. Go in there and ask those ask those questions. Make sure, and if you don't know what your goals are, find out what your goals are because you have to be tracking to something in order to ask for that money. Say, hey, you told me to do this. I've done it. And um, I would like X, Y, Z for uh, a raise and have that compared against what you would find in Glassdoor based on your industry mm-hmm. and the area that you work in. If you're in New York versus Detroit, I live in Detroit. Obviously, the salary is a little bit different from New York City or something like that. Sure. But grow your income, you know, increase your income. If you if, if work's not the place to grow it, let's say you're, you know, a teacher or something like that. And it's like, hey, they have a system and I get 2% every mm-hmm. two years or whatever. Find a side hustle, something that you are passionate about and figure out a way to make from, money from it. Make make two lists. Make a list of your marketable skills from uh, your your life. So you you know you're let's say you're a teacher. You're really good at presenting, and you're good at writing. Um, and then on the other list, um, make a, a list of things you're passionate about, and then see what you can do to mash those things together. And say, all right, That's I'm so good at this mm-hmm. skill, and I like this thing. I'm going to do this thing anyway because I like whatever. Let's say artwork or photography. And I'm going to put it together with my marketable skill and I'm going to make, I'm going to make $30,000 a year on the side. You know, it's something that I'm going to do. And every dollar of that $30,000, I'm going to throw at the mortgage because mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. in five years, my $150,000 mortgage is gone. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So many people live with their mortgage for the rest of their lives and that's okay. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Especially when the, when you look at the math of like a 3% interest rate. But if you're interested in paying off the mortgage, hence you're probably listening to the show based on the title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are two two ways to do it. Growing your income is the first thing. And then obviously spending less. So spending less can, you know, be a wah-wah sometimes, but there are little things in your budget that you can look at and say, all right, well, I can eliminate some of these things that don't actually bring me joy, uh, that don't, you know, make a big difference in my life. Or, hey, I've had that gym membership for a long time. Do I even go to the gym? Is it easier for me just to run outside? Mm-hmm. Or am I fooling myself that I'm actually even going to show up? Like, get rid of the gym membership. Yep. <laughs> get rid of the things that are low-hanging fruit where you you aren't using them anyway. And then look at some of those bigger things, the main big things that are in your budget. Are you paying a big car loan? Or you are you have too much car in your life? You know, some of those big things, transportation, food, housing, you know, where are you living right now? And is that eating up so much of your, you know, of your money? Yeah. So looking at the big things first and then go down to, to the small things. Yeah. So, Make more money and spend less. That it's there's no magic Fantastic. to it. Really, it's like you got to make more or spend less. And those yeah. are just some you know individual yeah. ways to to take a look at it. But that's really how it is. I mean, when we started this journey, we were living on a hundred percent of 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 our income because we whatever we came in, we would we would spend it. We weren't saving anything yeah. for retirement. And then we just figured out a way to to live on fifty. And yeah. it it hurt in the beginning, 
And maybe you can ladder it, you know, maybe, hey, for the first month, we're going to go. I just interviewed this guy or actually uh, he called into the show and, and said, hey, we are living on two incomes right now. And we want to go down to one income so that my wife can stay at home mm. with the kids. How the heck do we do that? And we worked on it and we said, what if you just ladder it? So you've got 12 months over those 12 months go from, you know, needing 100% of her income down to zero and then progressively get used to it over that mm-hmm. time so that it's not such a ripped bandaid. Yeah. And then you have that, that savings. relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. we talk so about smart. this too, that sometimes people will approach this as an either or like, where do you land? Mm-hmm. Like, is it better to focus on spending, spending less or growing your income? But man, is it a powerhouse if you can mm-hmm. combine the two and say, let's do Absolutely. both. It may not be sustainable for long term, but if you've got a specific goal you want to accomplish, like paying off a mortgage, which is probably going to the most massive thing you ever try to pay off in your lifetime. Yeah, growing yep. income and spending less. My goodness. And then if yeah, you if you can stick to a budget, like don't get excited about all that money and then <laughs> spend it elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> stick to your goal. But that's it's fantastic and, advice. And that's mm-hmm. a big thing too, you know, uh, when you're married, it's not just your idea, it's the collective of your ideas too. So, yeah. um I don't mind spending a lot less but my wife does, mm-hmm. right? So there was mm-hmm. there was a point where I was like, all right, uh, now what can we do to uh, max out our HSA mm-hmm. and uh, max out our uh, 401k and our Roth IRA? And blah, 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 it starts blah. to get it's addictive. Like, what else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else and can all we she throw heard away? was like, dude, we paid off the mortgage. Like, let's have some fun. Yeah. And that was sort of a moment for me where I was like, oh, you know what? You're right. Let's, let's do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And if I want to keep going towards some other goals, like, let's touch the other bucket of making more money, right? So what can I do on a side hustle to make a little bit more money instead of just continuing to pull away with the spending less thing? Because I want to be married for a long time. I love my wife (laughs) and, um, you know, this is a team effort. So nice. Yeah. It's it's not about goal hopping or like just seeing which things that I can accomplish next. It's really about the journey and then getting those goals along the way. Absolutely. Any time management tidbits that you found in this as you are spending less and earning more income? Like to me, that sounds like, holy smokes, where am I going to find the time? You have, Do you have any um, suggestions for people who are thinking like, what could I add on top of my full-time job? Well, first things first, if you are married, this is a conversation you need to have with your spouse yeah. before you do anything that draws more time away from your family. And that's a learning lesson for me. I've never done entrepreneurial stuff before until a couple of years ago. I've always been the you know, career guy and I still am. I'm doing both. Um, but before <laughs> I started the, doing some side hustle stuff, I talked with my wife and just said, hey, uh, I'm going to get up early uh, when you like sleeping in. And the kids luckily mm-hmm. sleep in too. Um, I'm going to try to crack out a couple hours of work, um, on my side hustle stuff before I go to work every morning and it shouldn't really affect our family Mm -hmm. life. Um, so that's the kind of time I carved out just based on, based on my family sleeping in a little bit. So I'll get up, you know, I get up at like six and get a couple hours of work in and then I can help to get the kids ready for school. Mm -hmm. And then I'm at the office nine, nine 30 and, um, I'm cranking out my day until six And then um, I usually just work maybe like a couple of hours or a couple of evenings per week. So usually Wednesdays and Thursdays. Uh, But a big part of it is, you know, setting up those boundaries Mm -hmm. uh, between work and family. So one practice that I learned from this this book that I read uh, by Kurt Steinhorst 
uh, is uh, what he calls minding the gap. So when I get home from work, from my full-time job, uh, I come in, I take, first I take a deep breath in the garage <laughs> and, and cause I'm, cause I'm about to jump over that yeah. boundary of, of going from work guy to family guy. Mm-hmm. So I walk in and then the first thing I do obviously is greet my family, but I say, Hey, I need five minutes mm. to, you know, change out of my work clothes, splash some water on my face. I'm going to turn off my phone and put it away so that I'm not checking my email not checking, you know, text messages, social media. I want to focus my time on my family for the next three to four hours. And that's just sort of a practice right. that I do. And I've, I've tried to keep really good at it. I do it 95% of the time, depending on how crazy it is. Yeah. But it's little practices like that that help mm-hmm. yeah. carve out the separation of, of the important parts of your day. And yeah, I mean, I, I like to talk about work-life work, like, work life balance. And some people say oh, it's, a, it's a myth. I think we can construct the lives that we want mm-hmm. um, based on our needs and our values. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all up to us. And there's, there's special ways to do it. A book that I just read called, uh, was called Essentialism. I would highly, highly yes. recommend it. If Love you that sound book. like any, you've read it. It, yes. it. I just read it maybe a month ago. It's, it's put a new perspective on my life. Nice. The, the, yes. the way, one thing that he said that really resonated with me, he goes, there's so many opportunities for you to do things throughout the day, whether they're, you know, opportunities at work, opportunities with friends and family, opportunities with a side hustle or a hobby. But if it's not a hell yes, <laughs> then it needs to be a no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. It's like, unless, because there's so many mm-hmm. things coming at us. So if it's not a hell yes, it's got to be a no. Mm-hmm. So and you got to align your priorities first. Does it align with my priorities? Does it align with my my goals, my family goals, my yeah. financial goals? And if it doesn't, then it's a no. Which I think just budgeting in general can help correlate to time budgeting. That's what we're talking about yeah, here absolutely. too. Absolutely, giving every minute a place to go and making the most of it too, right? So we probably all have an extra two hours in our day that if we're not budgeting it well, it just, it gets wasted, and we're not making the most of where we are in that moment. So to say that you are intentionally splashing water on your face, changing your clothes, now I've got three hours with family, to know that that's the time that you have with them, then it sounds like it's more intentional time, more focused, more interactive, memory making versus if you didn't have that plan in place, three hours could just go. And it's like, I didn't connect with my kids. I didn't connect with my wife or my husband. And so some of this, even incorporating new things into your schedule could almost help to create greater intentionality with the time that you do have when you name every minute and name every dollar. Like the, these skills can yes. carry over into ev- other aspects of life. That's a great point. I love that. That's awesome. I love, I love that because the three of us are all into budgeting, right? So we name, we name the dollars, but mm-hmm. I love that naming the time. That's, that's a really good insight. I yeah. got to it because of you, Andy. So this is, you know, we need friends. <laughs> That's a new revelation. Yeah. She's That's why we're here. Right we are now. frugal friends together. <laughs> you know what else is really amazing? Um, I think I know what you're talking about, Jill. Is it the, the Bill of the Week? for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. 
Andy, we invite our listeners to share their favorite bills with us. And since you are a guest on the show today, we would love it if you would share your favorite bill, uppercase or lowercase, on the show today. Do you have one for us? Oh, yeah. So I I really like reading. And then I had kids. And so I, <laughs> they don't they don't let me do that anymore. So I see, I my see. favorite my favorite bill is Audible. I love mm. listening to books nice. on the road. I love listening to them while I'm running. I love uh, listening to them on my commute to work. So it is a very worthwhile investment. It's, you know, Spotify type price, Netflix type price. They're, they're really smart with that. It's like, oh, it's like 10 to, <laughs> 10 to 15 dollars. Yeah. It shouldn't hurt that much. But then when you, you like amass like 17 of them, you're like, well, anyway, I like Audible. It helps me to um, uh, catch great books. You know, I, I, I chat with a lot of folks like you guys and get inspired by what we're talking about or book recommendations. Mm-hmm. And I love all the books that come out of this community that say, hey, this is something that's really going to inspire you. Check this out. So nice. it's something yes. that I like. Yeah. Was Essentialism your last uh, Audible? Yes. yes. Like literally finished it maybe three weeks ago. I listened to it on audiobook too. I just, I don't even have kids yet and I can't read. It's, <laughs> well, it's tough, you know? I mean, and when, when you do find that time to read, it is so pleasant. Just like whatever, on a beautiful mm-hmm. day or just sitting there having a you know coffee or tea, whatever you like, and just... You know, relaxing, but sometimes that's being alone with your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and someone else's thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) As long as they're positive influences, right? Taking others, yeah, exactly. Thoughts, yes, nice, awesome. So, if you have a bill like that that you want to share with us, please visit frugalfriendspodcast.com/slash/bill. Leave us a bill. Our bill tank is is empty right now. And we're looking for good bills. You know, we're always in the market for good bills. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hear it when I share my bill. Has, has Bill Curtis been mentioned? Yes. From uh, wait, wait, Yes, wait. I oh, mentioned that was my bill. <laughs> bill Curtis was Great. my bill. I love That's it. amazing. <laughs> yes. Nice. Uh, still my favorite oh, bill. Yeah. Still of all the bills, Bill Curtis. I think you need, I think you need to have him on the show so he can be your, uh, your voiceover for oh that segment. Gosh. That'd be good. <laughs> that would oh be good. <laughs> Um, It would be my dream. It would be my dream. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. 
Nerd Wallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards, a free flight, a room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Nerd Wallet, finance smarter. Well, um, let's get into our lightning round. It's not a real thing, but we like saying that. I like it. We're still going to keep calling it lightning <laughs> round. It's just what it really is, is like the second half of the episode. Like, But we're calling it lightning round. Because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, so I try to call it final thoughts, but Jill never says that. <laughs> mm. She always says lightning round. And I, I respect that. It feels right. It could have a new name each time. It could just be something different. Yeah. We just came off of the bill of the name week. It in the outline different. We're wrapping up. It feels yeah. like, here we go. Let's get into it. Yeah. Get back into questions. it. Lightning. Yes. Yeah. Anyhow, Andy. Yes. So if you could go back... We know you can't, so mm-hmm. this is all fictitious. Mm-hmm. If you could go back and change anything and how you paid down debt, the way that you did it, what you prioritized, would you change any of that? I would spend more time being open with my communication with my wife. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. I would have thoughts of how I would like to do things in my own brain, and I would not share them very well with her. And she would have her own mm-hmm. thoughts of what she'd like to do with the money as well in her brain. And she wouldn't share them with me. We needed to spend more time (laughs) talking with each other. And something that we started doing just last year was marriage counseling, which has been awesome. In the beginning, Mm. I was thinking, oh man, it's like marriage counseling is like when you're like failing in your marriage, right? Nope. Mm. It's like a coach, man. It's like, you know, if you Mm want to exercise and get really fit, then you mm-hmm. get with a fitness trainer. It's the same thing with our marriage counselor. She helps yeah. us to communicate better when we've got a six and a four-year-old hanging on our legs. This is designated time for us to spend talking with each other and grow our marriage. I'm super excited about it. I look forward to going every month now. I like That's that plug because awesome. I am actually a therapist as well. So oh, thanks for well, that plug. Um, there doesn't have to be the stigma attached to it. Come see us. We'll help give you another perspective. Mental health should be just as important as physical health. I agree. I love that. Oh, write that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> I hate bumper stickers. Please. You know, I still love them. <laughs> and then, Andy, what do you have going on at Marriage, Kids, and Money? I love the podcast, which I openly share. And Thank you. Uh, yeah, what can we expect going on over there in the future? Well, I every week on Monday, I have an episode, and at the beginning of the month, I answer listener questions, and it's all about trying to help people build their young family wealth. So mm-hmm. making more money, figuring out ways to grow your wealth, and also to create a legacy for your kids for the future. That's the stuff that really excites me, mm-hmm. having those conversations. So I invite really smart experts to come on the show uh, on the other three Mondays of the month, so I can learn from them, share that knowledge with you, and then we we can all strengthen our family trees together. So the show happens every Monday. I also write a blog, and it's a great way for me to share some uh, knowledge that I've learned and connect with you. So check it out, marriagekidsandmoney.com. Yeah, we really just scratched the surface on your tips for paying off mm-hmm. debt and paying off your mortgage. There's so much more on your website, marriagekidsandmoney.com. It's really great. And yeah, you just had Chris Hogan on your podcast. Like, yeah, yeah you're getting- Absolutely. He's, 
he is a, a super um, exciting guy. If you if you listen to the episode and you think there's something wrong with the audio, there's nothing wrong with the audio. That man has a booming voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that deep. Yeah. But yeah, he interviewed amazing. ten thousand millionaires, it's- and he and he shared what the actual facts are about millionaires in 2019 and some some shocking stuff it's very cool that's exciting yeah you related back to how like married couples and couples with kids can can interpret that so i i love it love what you're doing over there thank you so much for doing it thank you so much i appreciate that thanks for joining us andy good to hear from you absolutely anytime i look forward to the next invitation (laughs) (laughs) yes it'll be there Nice. Man, that was really good. What'd you think about that, Jen? I love that. Andy is so personable, so I'm really glad that he was able to come on our little podcast and uh, drop so much wisdom on on everybody listening. <laughs> I did feel like that's what happened. Mm-hmm. It got dropped. And then I was sitting here like trying to catch it all, you know? You and did, I think I yeah. caught most of it. It's why I'm wearing this like big, big shirt. And then I caught some of it in like the bottom of my shirt. And the rest and you were just furiously typing in the outline while he was talking. <laughs> I saw did you, that. Did you hear that? <laughs> I saw, I mean, I have the Google Doc wanted, open right now. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that our show notes had some of these wisdom tidbits that I'm catching in my shirt. They, they will. Um, weird visual, <laughs> weird visual. But yeah. yeah, you'll catch it in the show notes if you're like, ooh, that was good. I probably wrote it down for you. You're welcome. I'm yeah. like that overachiever sitting next to you in the classroom and you're like, yo, can I get your notes afterwards? And I'm like, yeah, if you pay me five bucks. A little entrepreneur. So, you learned a little something yeah. from Andy there. anyhow let's talk about our book club that's still happening it's February welcome to February we are reading Meet the Frugal Woods by Elizabeth Willard Thames is that how you pronounce it? yeah close I think close okay so join us because who doesn't like Meet the Frugal Woods yes if you listened to our very first episode you heard me refer to Mrs. Frugal Woods Elizabeth Willard Thames as the queen of frugality. She is our queen. And uh, mm. she didn't call herself that. And nobody else call her, calls her that. Just me. So we are <laughs> reading. Jen. Yeah, we're reading her book. And if you want a free copy, uh, you can go in the running uh, by leaving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, screenshotting the review before you hit submit, and then sending that screenshot to Frugal Friends Podcast at gmail.com after you hit submit. And we will select a winner for every five reviews, no limit. And we will announce it at the end of the month. See how many books we can give away. And if you want to know an example of a helpful review, if you're sitting there like, yeah, I want to do this thing, but I need, I need, I need some inspiration. I need an example. We've yes. got it for you. So this one is from Sitnik1989. Very elusive name. Not sure what it means, (laughs) but love the review. They say, nice and refreshing. I listen to a lot of money podcasts, and a lot of them are hosted either by dudes or by women who have it all together. This podcast is more relatable to me. I'm in my late 20s just trying to figure out how to be more frugal and pay off debt. The girls are fun to listen to and have great chemistry. 
Boom, Sitnik 1989. Mm. Thank Science. you. Great I'm chemistry. That it is very clear that we don't have it all together. I'm glad <laughs> that you picked up on that. <laughs> if there's any message we want you guys to get, it's that we're not perfect. And we're also not dudes. I was personally trying to hide so. it, but if I can't, then far yeah. far be it from me to <laughs> pretend. No. Yeah. Oh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Definitely check out Andy's podcast. Check out our show notes uh, for any insight to what we were saying in today's episode. And then chat with us in the Frugal Friends community on Facebook at frugalfriendspodcast.com slash group. And of course, as always... We're going to see you next week with another Frugal Friday fun, fantastic episode. See you then. We'll be here. Join us. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriano. Getting some of that frugal goodness. It really is true that being a part of this community has, in I don't know if inspired is the right word. That sounds too dramatic, but it's helped me to do things that I probably would not have done if I weren't talking and listening about it and engaging with people who are doing. Like I thought that I was one of those people who was self-motivated, and I think it's still true to some degree, but like, no, I can do this on my own. I don't need a community but I am realizing that I'm accomplishing more than I would have if yeah. I would just be doing this on my own. I think friends and community always help, even for self-motivated, yeah. self-starters. That yeah. is, if you've got someone in your corner, you go a little further. Yeah. It was cool. In one of Andy's podcasts, he talked about that too, of the things that he's accomplished since starting his podcast. Not just since starting his frugal, debt-free journey, but literally since starting his podcast yep. and what that's done to him. I think that'd be an interesting, I mean, we're not in it too deep yet, but to think through, gosh, what have I done because of the podcast? I'm normally a frugal person. I was frugal before we were mm-hmm. friends, but I've definitely done things I probably wouldn't have done if it weren't for this. I know it's because of our book club book this month that I stopped wearing makeup. And every time we record an interview, I am reminded of to question the choice I've made. (laughs) Because you're seeing yourself in the video. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I think you look fantastic. I love the choice that you've made. It was a frugal decision. Thanks to Meet the Frugal Woods. And uh, so if you would, yeah. so if our listeners want to make the same frugal decision and and con- yeah. constantly question it, go for it. <laughs> Read the book. I mean, if I didn't look so young without eye makeup, maybe I would consider it. It's just that it's already an uphill battle with people thinking that I'm so young and it does something professionally, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be counseled to not by a look so 21-year-old. Yeah, I mean, I'm not yeah. 21, but I like I look 14 without eye makeup on. So, yeah. I mean, not 14, like somewhere between 16 and 20 for sure. <laughs> you look like you could sit at a bar. 
<laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. That's how I measure success, is whether or not I look like I can sit at a bar. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home let's hit it give me a vacation Vacation. give me a wave give me a city tour give me animals give me some sea life give me museums give me a woo what's that spell san diego if you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.